0: Here now, a reading from the Gospel according to Luke, second chapter, beginning with the 41st verse. Each year, his parents went to Jerusalem for the Passover festival. When he was 12 years old, they went to Jerusalem according to their custom. After the festival was over, they were returning home, but the boy Jesus stayed behind in Jerusalem. His parents didn't know it. Supposing that he was among their band of travelers, they journeyed on a full day while looking for him among their family and friends. When they didn't find Jesus, they returned to Jerusalem to look for him. After three days, they found him in the temple. He was sitting among the teachers, listening to them and bringing questions to them. Everyone who heard him was amazed by his understanding and his answers. When his parents saw him, they were shocked. His mother said, "Chart, why have you treated us like this? Listen, your father and I have been worried. We have been looking for you." Jesus replied, "Why were you looking for me? Didn't You know that it was necessary for me to be in my father's house. But they didn't understand what he said to them. Jesus went down to Nazareth with them and was obedient to them. His mother cherished every word in her heart. Jesus nurtured in wisdom and ears and in favor with God and with people. This is the word of God for us, the people of God. Thanks be
1: to God. A blessed first Sunday of Christmas tied to you all. Did you know that the 12 days of Christmas don't begin until Christmas Day yesterday? And then they continue for 12 days until January 6th. So kids, let your parents know not to put up that Christmas tree. There is still more time to celebrate the incarnate reality of God on earth more time for presents and feasting, because, for honest, this is such good news that one day is surely not enough. A Savior has come. Today, though, we are no longer looking to infant Jesus, the little baby born in the manger in the messiness of hay, but a Jesus who's grown up a little bit, since the last time we've seen him. We're rather looking at teenage Jesus. This Sunday is traditionally known as the Sunday of the Holy Family because the lectionary text, the text that sung Yun so beautifully read, brings together Jesus and his parents, his earthly parents, Mary and Joseph, in a dynamic way. The family of Christ is in one scene, yet despite the holiness of the characters involved, it is not an idyllic picture, the scene you often see in the stained-glass windows of the church. It's really rather no less messy than the childbirth in the stable, in the barn. There's teenage drama and family drama In the story for today, 12-year-old Jesus has gone with his parents up to the big city of Jerusalem for the Passover meal, one of the major holidays of the Jewish faith. And after the festival was over, Mary and Joseph packed up their things and headed home, but unfortunately without Jesus in tow. I don't think this was intentional because as we read in the scriptures, they thought Jesus was somewhere else in their merry band of travelers. It must have been a large caravan. And so they casually at first, with little concern, start talking to family and friends. Have you seen Jesus? Have you seen Jesus? And then as the day goes on, they get a little more anxious, I imagine. Have you seen Jesus? Do you know where Jesus is? Until they decide to go back to Jerusalem. After three more days, three more days, can you imagine? Parents out there, can you imagine losing your kid for three days? They find Jesus. They find him sitting in the temple where they had just left just chatting it up with the Pharisees and the religious leaders like nothing happened. I once ran away from my mom in a Walmart super center, hid in the middle of those square clothes racks because I thought it would be funny. It wasn't funny to her. And when she finally found me, boy, was I in trouble. Like Mary, my mother asked, son, why have you done this to me? Frightened me like this. I was so worried. Well, I can't remember exactly what happened next in my own story, I know I probably didn't respond the way Jesus did in our passage for today. Why were you looking for me, Mom? Like he didn't expect the concern. Did you not know it was necessary for me to be in my father's house? Sounds a little smart-alecky, right? I imagine Mary thinking your father's house. Joseph and I do not understand. We're your earthly parents and we are worried. Jesus appears relatively unaffected by this at first. What is clear, though, is that there is a break in the story here. It's a coming-of-age story, the only coming-of-age narrative we have of Jesus in the Gospels. And Jesus is trying to find his own identity in the world, and he's beginning to separate himself physically, emotionally, spiritually from his parents from his earthly parents and trying to relate more to his divine dad. However, the schism is not (laughs) clean-cut. Are teenage breaks from their parents' ever-really clean-cut? He runs away from his parents to study in the temple. At age 12, Jesus would be going through puberty, perhaps, a lot of things are changing and hormones are raging. Baby Jesus is growing up. And in addition to navigating unexpected B.O. and hair in places he didn't know could grow hair, he's trying to find wisdom. He's trying to find his path forward. He's trying to navigate humanity and divinity He's actually learning amid complex family circumstances in a complex world. He's discovering he has a fondness for the temple. That will remain clear through the rest of his life. And he's got a rebellious side. That too will remain clear for the rest of his life. He's discovering his own potential, his own giftedness, his own calling in his own ways. All the same. Jesus and his parents' story here, though messy, I think is a lot like ours in varying ways right now. How many of us are just trying to find our footing in a world with lots and lots of change, lots and lots of things going on? We're asking how do we learn How do we grow? What are we supposed to do? How do we not lose any more friends or family members? We are headed into another year of lockdowns and separation. There's certain to be more natural disaster and human-inflicted violence. There is death and sadness mixed with joy and celebration. And what do we make of it all? We're sitting in our own temples. We're talking to anyone who will listen, trying to find our way through physical, spiritual, mental, and emotional challenges. Yet, what I think Luke is reminding us, the gospel writer is reminding us today, is that there has never been an uncomplicated path to peace. An uncomplicated answer to our troubles, to finding wisdom, to finding holiness, to finding God. No, the Son of God, we learned on Christmas Eve, came to earth in a mess, in a manger filled with animals, hay, born in the same messy and beautiful way that all babies are born, and then grew up amid conflict, amid an empire, struggling with greed and hatred and complications in his own family, same family life we all have at times. There were holiday vacations and celebrations and A few, as we witness today, little rebellions, little wanderings off. Jesus lost his parents, or his parents lost him, and there was worry and stress and anxiety. But there was also time to learn, to grow amid it all. There were lessons in the mess. Maybe this is the real point. John Wesley, the founder of the Methodist movement, in his explanatory notes on the New Testament, describes this passage, Jesus in the temple as a practical teaching in holiness. Jesus, though divine, continues to grow in perfection. And thus it plainly follows that even pure Christians have room to increase in holiness and in love of God. Do you know how the story ends? Do you remember how the story ends? Jesus follows his earthly parents. Again, it says he's obedient to them. And then he matures in wisdom as well as in years. And it says Mary cherished his mother. Mary cherished his words, presumably learning from them as well. I love that. There is this push and this pull. Everyone is growing. Everyone is learning from their actions, from circumstances that they sometimes didn't even cause themselves. And there's transformation amid complication. The whole story reminds me of a 2017 movie I love called Wonder. Have you seen it? It's directed by Stephen Chomsky and based on a book by R.J. Palacio. It stars Julia Roberts and Owen Williams, among others. It portrays a boy a little younger than Jesus in our lesson for today. The boy's name is Augie Pullman. He was born with this rare medical facial deformity, and he's undergone 27 surgeries to regain his senses yet it still leaves him looking kind of different from other kids. And he's entering elementary school, fifth grade, for the first time, and the drama describes the up and downs of his year. He's bullied often at first, but eventually makes friends and warms hearts. His parents, especially his mother, are so worried about him. How will he do? Is he safe while away from me? Does that sound anything like the worries of Mother Mary in our story of Jesus for today? Perhaps. And there's this great scene early in the film where Augie walks out to his mother with a boy named Jack. They're laughing and they're talking They're about their favorite holidays, and he asks his mom if Jack can come home to play video games with him after school. And Julia Roberts playing, his mother is stunned. She's like unable to speak, to believe the transformation. She finally gets out a yes, and you can just see her beaming. Her son is growing up. And spoiler alert, at the end of the film, they're all in an assembly hall with all the kids and their families, and the principal is announcing who's going to receive this very special award, the Henry Ward Beecher Award. He says this award is for someone who's done great things this year, and it's typically a service award. But when discerning who should get this award this year, he came across this quote from Beecher himself. Greatness comes in many forms. Greatness lies not in being strong, but in the right using of strength. He or she is greatest, whose strength carries up the most hearts by the attraction of their own. He then announces that Augie won the award. And he is going up to receive the award, and we hear this internal monologue play. Walking up towards the stage, I felt like I was floating, Augie says. My heart was beating so fast. I could not really understand why I was getting this medal. It's not like I blew up the Death Star or something. All I did was get through fifth grade like everyone else, then again, maybe that's the point. Be kind for everyone is fighting a hard battle. As we go into this Christmas tide season, as we reflect on 2021 and celebrate new hope and potential in 2022, this simple story of Jesus' childhood once again reminds us that Christ came in the messiness of life was raised in the messiness of life and as our story continues we know it does not get any less messy does it that even amid hormones and family drama, losing our way, our family members, even amid plagues and pandemics, pestilence, war, and dislocation. There's room for growth and there's room for grace and there's room for love. All you might have done in 2020 and in 2021 is survive. But hey, That's enough. That is enough. Everyone is fighting a hard battle. Everyone is finding their own ways in the world. Sometimes we get a little lost. Sometimes we lose a few things. Everyone is doing the best they can to make their way. Take it easy on yourself and take it easy on everyone else. Enjoy your Sabbath rest. Think about how the experiences, the experiences of life, may be transforming you and your faith, the good, the bad, and everything in between. Ask where God is in all the goings-on. Where is the way-maker in the worry? Where is the Christ amid the commotion? I promise you he's out there somewhere. I also promise you he's in here somewhere. All you have to do is look. Look for Jesus this Christmas. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.